Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Twentieth Century Studios presents Vacation Friends Two only on Hulu Friday. Look at us all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 This Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice. With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends Two rated R, streaming only on Hulu Friday. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. Welcome back to Thompson, to Clark. Double G here with Brad Evans. And we're going to talk about some WBC. We're going to talk about some hot bats and also some injuries in spring training and and all that. But first, I wanted to mention uh, we have a March Madness bracket on Yoohoo. Yoohoo. Yahoo. (laughs) Yoohoo. I think that's because what my uh, alcoholic beverage kind of looks like right now. Yoohoo. uh, on Yahoo, and I'm trying to get all of the podcasters to fill out a bracket. And Brad is kind of like, "Well, I haven't watched bas- college basketball in years and years." And I'm like, "Join the club! I haven't watched a game since last tournament." Uh, but I'm just so gonna this- pick all all one seed. Yeah, there you go. Just go chalk. Like, let's, let's see. But that's let's, see how, let's see how chalk does in this tournament. So yeah. we're right. trying to get everyone to to do it. If you go to our Twitter, and I, I will retweet it on all of our Twitters uh, again before Thursday. Uh, just fill out a bracket, come come through and uh, and, and join us. And it's always fun. It, it, it stops being fun, though, when by like the Sweet 16, someone has like 10 out of the 16 teams left and you're like, and your best team is already gone. And you're like, I have no chance. <laughs> like by then it, it sucks. But hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll all be still alive uh, by then. I just figured out what I'm going to do. Denise was a mascot in high school. Oh. So I'm going to have her pick which mascot is better than the other mascot. There you go. Who who would win in a battle of mascots for each matchup? How about that? And then see how I do. And if I win the whole thing, (laughs) then there is no science to it whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Uh, so also I'm going to be in spring training or at spring training this weekend, only one game Saturday giants and Cubs. So if you are there and you are hearing this, shoot us a, a direct message or, or at us on, on Twitter. And I would love to say hi to whoever's there and, and who, who listens to the show. You know what? I think I'm going to wear this hat. I'll wear the yes. hat. So people you will know. That I'm there. I'll wear the Thompson to Clark hat. The only one in oh, existence, yeah. by the way. It's exactly. a one-on-one. I so need you... to get one. I've talked to you about that. I need to get yeah. one. I, 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 I'm looking for different options of, of hats. Okay. 
and and I want I want I want to get a couple different a couple more. So I'll I'll figure that out at some point. But these were just kind of like the beta tests for yeah yeah for for hats and such. Okay, so why don't we kick it off and and talk a little bit about the World Baseball Classic? Uh, Team USA was fairly impressive in, in game one. Beat Great Britain fairly easily thanks to a Kyle Schwarber, no doubt about it, home run. Yeah. And then in game two, they got butchered. That was a spanking uh, like no other. And they they came back late. You know, they have, they have a good they have good offense. They came back late, but the lead was already way out there, and they lose to Mexico in, in game two. So that sets them up to uh, not to say they're, they're not, you know, you only have to be only the top two teams make it out of the pools, but I'm a, uh, not to say that I'm worried, but all of a sudden it makes every game from here on out must win. And they play Canada tonight. And, uh, what do you, what did you, uh, I feel like you're, you're like me in that we both sort of knew the offense has to carry it because the pitching is not fantastic. And that sort of came to be true yesterday. Yeah, that that was tough. I think when we saw the rosters come out and 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 before they came out, we go, well, you know, Logan Webb, Clayton Kershaw. All right, I mean, we we could be dealing. This could be you know pre- pretty good if we could get a couple more uh, frontline pitchers like that uh, to to come out uh, on the team. But that didn't happen. And then Logan Webb bowed out, and uh, Clayton Kershaw had the insurance issues. So then, when the official rosters came out, we both looked at that starting pitching staff, and we're like, "Oh, oh no, yeah, uh, that doesn't quite match our offensive lineup." Uh, bullpen, not bad. Um, Derosa did not make the best of moves yesterday against Mexico. Uh, I think that's another one too. That was kind of a wild card when they picked him to be the manager. I thought maybe he might be in over his head, uh, taking that job, seeing that he's never managed at that level before. Um, he's managed uh, his kids, little league teams. Mm-hmm. Little um, so this was his first foray kind of into managing and it, it kind of a, um, almost an audition for him if he wanted to be a major league manager at some point or minor league manager at some point. Um, but I think, I think the hardest thing to watch is a manager who's never been there before uh, in the dugout when his relief pitcher is getting shelled for him to look around at his assistant coaches with kind of a, what the hell is going on? Look on his face. And and that's what we saw last night against Mexico. Now we've got, what'd you say? Canada tonight, right? Yes. Uh, Great Britain beat Colombia. So that kind of opened the door a little bit wider for team USA. So if team USA wins tonight, they just need one more W and they're pretty much on to the next round. Um, But, but last night that was a, an absolute shellacking, the Mexico hitters uh, came out ready to just pounce on uh, subpar USA pitching. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, the offense made a comeback. But at that point, it's, uh, you know, you, you need to not press so hard. It seems like the hitting was was pressing really hard at the beginning of the game, uh, kind of loosened up as the game went on. So hopefully that carries into uh, uh, the game against Canada. Now, remember, Canada scored, what, 18 runs 
yesterday against Great Britain. Um, so, you know, there, there are no slouches when it comes to hitting. Uh, if the Giants, if the Giants, if Team USA doesn't have their pitching best foot forward tonight and Canada can jump out to a lead, like a two-run, three-run lead, it could be tough for USA. You, you, we've seen them, you know, they, they do have a lot of home run or nothing hitters like Pete Alonso on the team. So it, it could be a situation where, like, you need base runners. You need yeah. average hitters. You need, you need guys that can get on base in front of those boppers um, because this is not a, you know, a, 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 a USA team that's going to win 2 nothing ball games and, and 3 to 2 ball games. It's just not going to happen that way. On the mound is Lance Lynn. Where, where would Lance Lynn be in the Giants rotation this year, by the way? Lance Lynn would probably be a number four. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like some late five. later in their rotation, and that and that's yeah, who's for sure a very important game for Team USA. <laughs> yeah, and Miles Mikolas was supposed to throw, I think, tomorrow, but they're holding him back, so he's actually going to be. They're going kind of starter starter tonight, so it's going to be Lance Lynn, and then when he is is uh, you know hits his pitch limit. Um, then you're going to see Miles Mikolas. That, that's the other problem, too, with the World Baseball Classic. We're starting to see a whole list of unavailable pitchers and hitters came out today because the parent club said, you know, these guys pitch on this day. They're not pitching this day. Um, I think um, who was it? Juan Soto cannot play in back-to-back games because he had a knee uh, tweak. Uh, on one of his last spring training games before the world baseball classic started. Mm -hmm. So it's that type of situation you're starting to see. You're not going to see the best of the best on the field at all times. It's very, very limited, which makes me think we need to do this at some other point in the season. I mean, when the world series is over, can we do this in the Caribbean? Can we do it somewhere where it's warmer? Can we go Florida? Can we, you know, get this tournament? Cause we could do it in the middle of July, but then you're going to run into the same problem. You got teams in pennant races. You, you know, it's, it's, there's no perfect way to do this. Um, but I, I feel like if I really put my head to it, I think I could probably come up with a better way to do it than it is being mm-hmm. done now. Uh, Nick Martinez was, was the starter and got, uh, got beat up. Uh, Brady Singer came in and he also got beat up. Daniel Bard got beat up for four and two thirds of an innings, which is is rough. But you know he's a, he's a pretty good reliever. Uh, Adam Wainwright is the ace, and I thought in the Great Britain game, I was like, man, this guy throwing these these, these curveballs, like this guy's going to get caught up to the second time <laughs> through the order. And he was the best pitcher so far, so I, I could be wrong about about that. But uh, I do believe in the bullpen. I think we just got to get there. So I I imagine if we advance to the quarters and then it just becomes one game elimination, uh, I I wonder how these bullpens are going to be used because it seems, like you said, the starters, they're babying the starters a little bit, and rightfully so. It's very early in the season. You see guys like Radon, you know, having to take some time away because he's got forearm soreness. And then even, uh, we'll talk about this in a second, but, the very, one of the more interesting spring training players for the Giants, Ronald Guzman, also that they, they had to put him on the shelf for for a similar reason. So it makes sense to not overuse these starters, but 
I have a feeling this bullpen is going to get taxed if the USA does make it out of this quarters, out of this pool. And then if they win games, because based on what we what we've seen, these starters are more middle you know, sort of middle of the road major league starters. And in a tournament like this, where you kind of need the ace, I I think they're going to have some, uh, unless you just can't have a short leash on these guys. I I imagine that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And there is a short leash because I think, I think the rules are, there's even rules. uh, Like 90 pitches or something, right? Yeah. Well, no, not even. I think um, in the first a uh, couple of games. I think it was as low as 65. Oh, wow. I mean, it, that, and that, and that, that's where you run into problems too. Cause if you're just walking guys and, and getting your pitch count up, you're, you're going to run into a situation where you're, you're going to start dipping into the bullpen, which just brings you back to the quality. You got to have quality. Um, look at Japan. They've got Shohei. I mean, the greatest, pitcher, <laughs> you know, in, in, in major league baseball, one of the greatest pitchers in major league baseball is pitching for Japan. You've got, um, Jose Barrios. I mean, you've got, you've got frontline pitchers up and down the line. I know I'm forgetting quite a few, um, but you've got frontline pitchers up and down the line. And then, and then you go to USA and you're like, well, you know, we've got miles Mikolas and, and we've got, yeah. Lance Lynn. So you just kind of run into that situation where you go, well, but look at our lineup. Our lineup's great. But when you're down four runs in the fourth inning, now you're putting all of the pressure on hitting. And and it's just not, you're not in competitive games at that point. Uh, they had to come from behind against Great Britain. I mean, they're down two nothing. They had to come from behind against Great Britain. So, um, or one nothing. So, you know, it's just not ideal situations, but you can gel. You can gel as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, Mark DeRosa, uh, you know, coach Marky D, he's learning some things as he goes along uh, in this tournament. So, um, you know, uh, tonight's tonight's kind of a, a big litmus, litmus test for for this team to kind of see how they do against Canada, who's no slouch. They're kind of in between Mexico and Great Britain. So uh, it should be a competitive game. But USA needs to really, really come out with a, you know, to like a four run lead in the first couple of innings to get comfortable. Yeah. And so the way that the pool works, um, I said it was a must win game. I think you can lose two games and still qualify, but then it becomes all about yeah. tiebreakers because, and I'll, I'll show the, uh, I'll show the pool here first because I, who was it? Was it Italy? Italy was a runner up and and there were like four three or three teams or something with two and two records and somehow they won the tiebreaker or they won the right game to to go and and, and be the the uh the pool runner up to to Japan and in Japan is like just killing teams like yeah, just yeah. destroying teams <laughs> and, and like like yeah. Shohei Shohei hits a bomb and it's just like this dude is so cool oh, he yeah. hits a bomb and he just like the look on his face was like, this is just my job. Like, <laughs> this is not I, what I, like, I do. I, I hit this thing 440 feet and I I'm, I'm not even that impressed like this. Like it was almost like, uh, well, what, what was I supposed to do with that pitch? I, that's what I'm yeah. supposed to do with that pitch. Like it was amazing. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, that's, a, that's the whole thing with Shohei and everybody goes, Oh, you know, Shohei might, might make 500 million, uh, next year, he might be the 500 million. He's going to be, if he's not, it's an absolute travesty. Um, this guy is 
honestly, probably the greatest baseball player we've seen of our generation of all the kids. I mean, we love bonds. Bonds was like uber talented, but bonds isn't going out and striking out 15 in a game that that's not what he's doing. I mean, when you're looking at baseball player who could do everything that Shohei and there's nobody else. So, you know, this, this guy, if you're not watching this tournament to watch guys like that, uh, you know, you got, you got to tune in, you got to tune in and see these guys. Cause this, these, these guys are the best of the best. Don't tune in for miles. Mikolas. I don't, I keep throwing the guy under the, <laughs> you just like saying his name. <laughs> I think I do. I think I do. I think I just, uh, you know what, what you should not tune in for is this Israel team because the game's going on in no. the background here. <laughs> Puerto Rico's up nine zero. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So when you're starting outfield defense, is Jock Peterson in center? Yeah. And Alex Dickerson in right. Uh, we've seen this before, haven't it's, we? It's some rough stuff. So <laughs> I think I, I want to say Lindor just, just hit a bomb, like, almost hit a bomb. It, it hit the lower yeah. base of, of uh, the center field wall. And I think it killed Alex Dickerson. No, I think that was right. Jock. Oh, was that Jock? Okay, yeah, that was Jock. I think huh? Jock. You said Jock back. was in center? He was in center. Oh, good God. I think Jock, is, he was running for this ball. He's going yeah. for sort of the over-the-shoulder catch, so he's facing the wall. And he reaches his arm out, you know, it, he reaches out, and the ball misses his glove. And he didn't really come close to catching it. But he couldn't stop, so he just ran straight into the wall like uh, – the wall was going to move or something like, and of, of course he just hit the wall and then felt like if I'm, well, I am a giants fan. I, like I see that and I go, yeah. we don't want to see that. Why, why is he not DHing in this game? You do not have a better yeah. center fielder than Jock Peterson. What is going on here? Team Israel. Yeah. And don't let our DH who's, who's supposed to be a huge part of our offense, go running into walls out there. Don't put him in center field, man. Who's the, who is the manager of Team Israel? I can't remember. I, I don't know. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews.
Uh, let me look it up because I know he's a former major league. While you're looking that up, uh, let's go over these pools. So already qualified Cuba is the pool a winner. Australia is the pool B runner up. And this is very interesting about this tournament is you win your pool. Well, you got to face the team who's the runner up in the pool. And that is your, your next matchup. And, and that, that is your quarterfinal matchup. And then similarly in, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I have, I have it wrong. E, e, pool A winner, Cuba, faces the Pool B runner-up in the first quarterfinal. In the second quarterfinal, the Pool B winner, which is Japan, faces the Pool A runner-up. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, I, was, I was misreading that. So that is your first and your second quarterfinal. Uh, Japan, I think, by far, looks like the best team. But then you get to... Yeah. One game elimination and anything can happen. You throw everything against, uh, uh, you know, out there to try and win the game. Quarterfinal three. Now, Pool D and Pool C are not yet the the we have not we 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 have not played enough games to find those winners out. And then uh, also in quarterfinal four. So those two brackets are still ongoing. But does doesn't this give the Pool A and Pool B teams a little bit of advantage to where? They're kind of chilling out for a little while. Like they they got their games in early. They're chilling out, but then again, once you once you come to the semifinals, then they have to travel, and they're traveling to the U.S. Right. So I, I see why that why that works. And then you know, traveling is not going to be easy. So maybe they take the hit there. So I understand it, but it does seem like there's a little bit of distance between these uh, these quarterfinals and, and getting the winners in there. Yeah, for sure. Because I think they finished what like three days ago uh, were their last games. And now they're not going to be playing again until uh, Wednesday. So yeah, a good eight days off, but yeah, like you said, they got to get acclimated to um, at least they're going to Florida and not going to Arizona. Cause that's even a, a bigger acclimation in terms of, of hours. Um, the Israel manager is uh, Ian Kinsler. So oh yes. That, that's yes. what I was yeah, that's who I was thinking of. A former major league or for, former major league, all-star former yeah. major league stud. Ian Kinsler. So we need to send him a letter and say, have you heard about Jock Peterson? <laughs> send him some, some high highlights. I'd say in quotations. Um, so yeah, the- it's, a, it's an interesting setup for the pool. United States could end up, you know, if they get into the quarters and they win a quarter, they could either play against Cuba or Australia which is maybe where you'd rather be versus playing against Japan and the other round. But that happened to us six years ago and USA beat Japan. What was it? One, nothing or two to one uh, in a thriller, just the Adam Jones catch over the wall game. Um, You know, and that team just came huge for that game. And then, uh, and then the next game, the championship game just, you know, trounced, uh, who they play again? Puerto Rico? I think it's Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. Um, just just trounced them. They were up for that game. This this USA team, I'd be shocked if they won at all. Uh, I don't think they're the favorites at all, especially when you see the way uh, right now Puerto Rico is playing, or the way right now the Dominicans playing, right now the way Venezuela is playing, uh, even what, Mexico, the way ex- Mexico. Except playing. though, if if you if you look at how this like Pool D is just a monster. Venezuela is two and zero. Dominican Republic is one and one. Puerto Rico is one and one. More than likely, one of those teams is going to get knocked out. 
Oh, they have to, because you can only go two. Yeah, two teams can only go forward. They're going to beat each other up, but the two teams that come out of it are going to be on fire. And I think, <laughs> I think that's the main problem because they're all catching fire right now. I mean, um, nine nothing against Israel for Puerto Rico right now. But again, you know, you look at the competition, you look at the competition levels and everything else. Uh, who are they playing? But when they play each other. That's the energy and the electricity when, when you're watching those games. That's what I want in every major league ballpark during the season. That is just fire and so much fun, man. I, I, you know, I was showing one of the games to to Denise the other day. Um, poor Denise, I just <laughs> like here's baseball, and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm you know showing it to her, and I go, it's like a World Series. It's like like every game is Game Seven, and this is the World Baseball Classic in March, and every game to those fans is Game Seven. Every game to the players is Game Seven. It means so much to them to to you know to be competing in this and to want to win it. It is just the most heartwarming and fun thing to watch if you're a baseball fan. I, you know, I'm looking back at the pool play standings and I actually got it wrong. All five teams in pool a finished two and two. Yeah, yeah that's right. And that's Cuba right. and Italy advanced. That's but crazy. The uh, Chinese Taipei, Panama, Netherlands, also two and two. So how, what is the, uh, the tiebreaker? Was it run scored or uh, I believe it's run differential. Got it. Got it. So, so that's why, you know, yeah, you can have the, um, you can have the uh, – I think they have a 10-run rule, uh, which is, you know, kind of hurts teams that can run up the score. But, you know, w- when you're beating teams harshly, uh, your game ends sooner. Uh, and then, and then of course, you have a, a, a plus 10-run differential against that team, which is great. Uh, so, yeah, that, that all comes into play. I, I believe so. It's either run differential or run score, but I believe it's run differential. In this case, the tied team shall be ranked in the standings according to the lowest quotient of fewest runs allowed divided by the number of defensive outs recorded in the games. No, that's too much math. <laughs> what, what is that all about? Come on, let's make it simple for crying out loud. The, 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 the World Cup, it's just goal differential. That's yeah. all it is. Make it simple. Uh, the tied team shall be ranked in the standings according to the lowest quotient of fewest earned runs, earned runs allowed by. So that that would be the next tiebreaker. So the first tiebreaker is games played between the teams, um, and then the the second tiebreaker is lowest quotient of fewest runs. Third tiebreaker is lowest quotient of fewest earned runs. <laughs> And then the last tiebreaker is the tied team shall be ranked in the standings according to the highest batting average. So that is the third tiebreaker. But, geez. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot, man. So fewest runs allowed per defensive out recorded. So that's where that's where it comes into play. If you 10 run somebody, it's not going to hurt you if you only play seven innings because they're looking at that ratio of fewest runs allowed per defensive out recorded so cuba with a 0.139 runs allowed per out recorded and italy with a 0.157 that's how they got in so it's it's insane uh, yeah they should why don't they just go full nerd like (laughs) batting war pitching war (laughs) there you go fip who lost fip most K's uh, per nine divided by 
batting average against multiplied. No, I don't know. That's amazing. Uh, all right. So on Wednesday, the first quarterfinal, Cuba and Australia. And then on Thursday, the second quarterfinal, Japan and Italy. And then by the time we get to Friday and Saturday, we will have more the third and fourth quarterfinal. So Team USA, man, let's go. Like I think yeah. Fox Sports is is banking on you guys getting to to the final tournament here. So let's well, keep here's going. here's here's the dream scenario for me. So get all of this done. Get uh, USA into that semifinal game that plays on. Uh, se- well, oh no, you took down the thing. Now I don't know. Um, was it I on think it's, Saturday? It's uh, Friday or Saturday, depending on where they finish, right? Oh, you're talking about their yeah, the, talking the about rest- the yeah the semifinal. Um, yeah. What what days were those? Sunday. So the semi Sunday and Monday would okay. be Sunday and Monday. So we get into the semifinal, um, and then that's on Sunday. I'm driving down to Disneyland. I should be home or in Disneyland or in LA by the time the game starts. Head to downtown Disney, find myself a restaurant with some screens, have a beer, chill, watch some baseball while the ladies go. Mickey Mouse ear shopping. So I think <laughs> I think I figured it out. That's my dream scenario. Your daughters have to have like 20 sets of ears, right? Do you have to get okay. a new one every time? So not from the park. Now Denise goes to Amazon and people make make them and put them on Amazon and you can get them for like five to 15 bucks on Amazon. So there, there's a package that just came today with a set of star Wars ears. Um, and then a, a beanie with two pom-poms on it that make it look like Mickey mouse ears. So that's what she buys. And the kids, they get, um, from aunts and uncles and stuff. Um, they actually get ears from them when they go to Disneyland and then they get them for Christmas and stuff. So our variety is pretty, pretty crazy. I do not own one pair of ears myself, but I do when we're there, I like to collect hats. So if they have a cool hat, a cool Disney hat, I'll get a Disney hat. So, yeah. All right. All right. So what else should we talk? You know, why don't we do let's do the the drink before we talk about what's going on in the Giants world here. And the reason why I'm sort of excited about this one is at some point today I realized that St. Patrick's Day is on Friday. And I was like, oh, I have some Irish whiskey. So I was like, okay, what can I do with this Irish whiskey? I, I'll drink it straight. I, I I like it straight. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I can do some stuff, some fun thing for the show. Did a little research, and I found a keto Irish coffee cocktail mix. Now, it actually sounds more impressive than it is. <laughs> a regular Irish coffee is a lot more fun than than what I'm having. Yeah. But it was coffee heavy cream, cinnamon, and Irish whiskey. And it is absolutely tasty, especially if you love the taste of coffee like I do. So I'm digging it, and I and I feel like I did a good job for, for St. Patrick's Day week here as we represent with our, with our drinks. Now, so is it just like, are you drinking regular coffee or decaf coffee? No, regular coffee. 
regular coffee at this yeah. time of the night, Garrett. Yes. Look at you. I could probably do that too. Yeah, yeah. I, Den- I Denise, you know, I didn't yeah. have like I had my normal, you know, my normal two cups of coffee that I have sort of sporadically throughout the day, and I'll be fine. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I like a coffee during the day or even in the early oh, evening. Yeah. I uh, uh, side note at work today, I it was raining. You know, there are all kinds of just drizzle all weekend long here in Reno, so it was thirty eight degrees, chilly. So I thought I'm going to treat myself to a coffee. So I walked down to our local coffee hole. Um, in downtown Reno, really nice place called Cafe Capresso. Oh. I think I got that right. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, really nice place. Um, so I went in there and I got a large, I like Americanos. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just shots of uh, espresso and then with hot water and then yes. I put a little cream in it and they're tasty. Um, so I got a large. And as I was walking away, I said, oh, it, it, this was the largest cup, right? And she said, yeah, it's got four shots in it. I thought, holy moly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit much for me. So about, and usually I order a half calf, so two shots of uh, regular two shots. That's, that's how I drink it too. And, and that's what I usually do. And I did. I, I was spaced. I spaced. I didn't even think about it. So I was walking back and I was like, I'll be fine. I haven't had much coffee today yet. So then I get to work and I get about, a quarter left of it. And I told Denise, I I'm pretty sure this had like eight shots in it. Cause I was, <laughs> woo, I was ready to go. Um, so I went regular old, I went Guinness today. Um, there you I go. don't have any Irish whiskey. I used to, I used to always keep a bottle of doers or Bushmill uh-huh. on hand. Uh, but it's been years and years and years since I've had any, um, which reminds me I should get some again. Uh, but yeah, I just went the, you know, the, the Guinness draft with the, the nitro in it and, uh, it's low 4.2% alcohol. Um, and it's tasty and happy early St. Patrick's day. I remember being newly single sometime in the late two thousands and going out with some coworkers or no, I maybe it was with some family to an Irish pub on St. Patrick's Day and them going like, you have to have Guinness. And I'm like, ah, not not really a beer person. I'd you know, rather have some, they're like, nope, you got to have the Guinness. And then like having so much fun with it. Like yeah. I thought I was going to hate it. And I actually really liked it. Yeah. If you like coffee, there's no reason really. And if you like beer at all, I mean, just a little bit even. Um, then there's no reason to not like a Guinness, especially the draft stout, because it's got the nitro in it, smooth, creamy, low alcohol, not great. You could drink two of these and then you're only pushing about 250 calories maybe with yeah. two. So it's not bad at all. No, I, yeah, I dug it. So that's, it's, it's a lot of fun. All right. What are we going to talk about for the rest of this show? Well, we should probably talk about what's going on in spring training here. Now let's start with, the negative in which the Giants still have a very veteran-laden team. And just today, we heard that they're going to sit down Brandon Crawford. He's got some issues with his knee, which makes me think of the story that we told the other day where somebody talked about Crawford. Was it Posey talked about Crawford 
maybe not always showing up in the best shape to spring training. Uh, yeah. And it's, it, it, that's where my mind immediately went when I saw that he has the, a little bit of knee, knee troubles. I, I, I don't know what he looks like in camp. I had, no one has really written anything about it. So I just hope that, you know, you would think as the guy is really in his last year of this deal, you know, maybe it's one of those, ah, oh, you know, he's in the best shape of his life at age of 36 or whatever. And I just kind of was hoping that that was the case, but unfortunately he's, he's a little dinged up. So he's going to sit out for a little while. Uh, do we know, is, is, is it going to be Tyro? Or are they going to throw some wisely in there? We saw little Casey Schmidt playing short. What are they going to do there? Yes, yes. And yes, I think that that's pretty much it. There's not a lot of depth at shortstop. Um, you kind of have to mix and match and, those are your options. Uh, so I, I think that's what the Giants are going to start doing. Um, the shortstop position was a little rough today. The game against the Padres was on MLB Network, so I had that on in the background at work. Um, and it was uh, yeah, the shortstop position was a little rough. So I think we're going to see a little bit more of uh, the next week how they're going to do that. And, and and what I was reading, too, is that he, he's, he could be fine if they needed him to play. If this was a regular season, he could be fine. But since it's spring training and they don't have a lot of depth there, I think that they're just going to give him the week off and say, well, you know, it's Brandon Crawford. He knows how to get his timing down. Um, he's been through multiple spring training, so he's, he's going to be fine in the long run. Yeah. He's a vet. He'll, he'll, he'll tell us if it's really bad or not. Yeah. Also, uh, they had, they, couple of dangerous back to the to the uh comebackers that happened yeah man Cobb Alex Cobb took a nasty one that it looked like one of those where not the most athletic response to that kind of play (laughs) and it almost looked awkward and I was like oh did he hyperextend his knee what's going on yeah it seems like he's okay it's but it's bruised so he's got to deal with the pain of the of the bruise but I thought I was like, "Oh, this dude's gone. We're we're done. <laughs> His season is over." Yeah. Just the way he reacted to that, that I mean, that was a shot coming right back at him, and Bing, and he just went down. And but it sounds like probably the best case scenario for what what was a a, a worrisome play there. Yeah, and then a, another pitcher took one off the ankle yesterday, right? Tr- I think Tristan Beck. Uh, Tristan Beck, who's been. Pitching really well in spring. You know who else? Too. Who else was uh, stripling? But I guess he got a glove on his, so it wasn't too right. bad. Yeah. So everybody, I mean, you know, what they say, I wish wish we could put up an L screen while they're out there, but yeah, yeah. You can't do that. But I yeah, will say, I mean, just from is... just from when I was playing, the scariest thing in the world when you're pitching is knowing that you're not going to be able to throw anything by this person, and that no matter what you do, they're just going to hit it hard. And then you just, you're just like, just whatever you do, hit it over the fence, hit it to the outfit. Just do not hit it right back to me. Like that's the exactly. worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> I would, you know, some guy hit one, I don't know, off of me to the moon. It seemed like, and I, and I kind of wish that guy would have just hit it back at me. Cause that was, <laughs> that was one of the longest home runs I've ever seen. And unfortunately I was standing on the mound when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been what, but you know, you know, it, it, it wouldn't have gone out of Yellowstone though. At least you could say that. Uh, this one might have, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was a shot. It was in, it was in Pinole and it was a men's league and I was 20, 21. And yeah, 
this guy was about three times my size. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah. And then the next guy, the next guy up, I was rattled. Uh, I didn't have my fastball. So I just threw it and it buzzed him. And I thought they were going to kill me. The whole team was going to come out and kill me. So we were able to talk him down. No, they wanted to keep you in, man. They're like, let's just, yeah, no, exactly. Let's just keep him in. He's, he doesn't have his A game today. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hanniger oblique injury. I don't know if it's an old man injury or not. Uh, it's, it seems like it's maybe like a, not in the best shape kind of injury, but I'm not going to judge. I don't know. He may be in really great shape and it could be a fluke thing. But yeah. I was, uh, you know, I, it just makes me think like, man, these, you know, this is an older team and you start getting these dings here and, you know, you kind of get reminded of last year with belt and, you know, just these, these injuries that seem to linger, you know, Longoria, that dude was on fire when he wasn't injured. And then he'd like, you know, hurt his thumb in some way and he'd be out. So uh, I, I hope that they're getting these out of the way because, you know, they're going to need someone like him. He's like, uh, supposed to be a big piece of their offense so uh let's hope that this is not serious as well and and then you see the monster spring <clears throat> that conforto is having He's and then you look jacks. at the contracts yeah you look at the contracts and go ooh, if we could have just <laughs> flip-flop those contracts then you know because i you know it go i liked conforto last year and i knew he had the surgery i liked him um you know with the mets uh, I was kind of hoping at some point we would sign Conforto and I was hoping it was like a three-year deal, you know, not, not, a, not a one and done a, a one and an option for one. Um, that's the situation we're in. He's got four home runs this spring, hit another one today. Uh, just that the guy is having a monster spring. Um, but you know, I, again, uh, that's a whole, that's a whole separate show of the, the frustration with the way we're building a roster right now, but let's see, I, I want to see it play out this year and kind of see how things go. You know, we were, we have been hard on the way that they built this roster, but at the same time, you can see where things make sense with the way that they put it together but there was an article that Baggerly wrote today, which I thought was awesome because he's got a lot of great information and he knows how to use these stats in a way that makes a lot of sense. One of the things that the Giants did last year was uh, their pitching staff um, had a very high, the highest ground ball rate of, of any pitching staff in baseball. And when you have a bad defense, Probably not the best thing in the world, but the way the Giants got around that is they were one of the best teams when it came to shifting. And now you can't really do that. Um, and, you know, unless it's the way that we talked about where, you you know, you pull one of the outfielders in to play kind of that, like, deep, deep second, and then you only leave two outfielders for defense. Uh, we mentioned that, and I've seen that in the spring. Unless you can figure out some sort of things like that, uh, I think, you know, this is going to be a year where maybe those ground balls that they give up find more holes. But at the same time, this article by Baggerly was about how the pitching coaches are really leaning more towards trying to figure out how to get more strikeouts. So for Logan Webb, it's maybe throwing a four-seamer a little bit more and not being so reliant on his changeup. Uh, for Cobb, it's uh, throwing a slider or throwing a cutter 
as an as a strikeout pitch, which you know he didn't really throw much last year. So that part of it is is really interesting. But I am a little worried because you know Logan Ball's a sinker ball guy. Like he's not going to all of a sudden you know just become Carlos Rodon. That's just not his style. Now he did in twenty one. He, he was about a, a strikeout per inning kind of guy. So it just dropped last year to uh, about 7.6 strikeouts per nine. So very interesting stuff. I just kind of wonder what your thoughts are on the pitching staff and, and the, their sort of reliance on, on getting ground balls. Well, yeah. And, and that's the bottom line is the defense has to be better. The, the, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You could throw more strikes. You could try to get more strikeouts, but, uh, uh, you know, the the old adage, and, and Baggerly even mentioned this in the article too, is you, you want to throw more strikes, you want to get more strikeouts, you're going to throw more pitches. But but like last year, they end up throwing more pitches anyways because of errors. Um, plays, not even errors, maybe a ball that just becomes a single to the left side or to, no, not not picking on Crawford, but let's say to the right side uh, that should have been, you know, ground ball that you picked and you throw it over to first and get the out, but instead it's a base hit. Now you're, now you're working, you know, five, six more pitches at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, I like the philosophy of getting the strikeouts um, because that, you know, that's the trend right now, but I, I don't want to make our starting pitchers uncomfortable with not being who they are. Um, especially when you are signing guys to be ground ball pitchers. Um, we have defense. We have Casey Schmidt. I mean, you've got a guy who can play third base, who can, who can be a defensive uh, wizard on the left side of the, of the infield along with Brandon Crawford. Um, I, I'd, I'd rather see that type of change happen um, than, than I would. And, and, you know, maybe there's a second baseman out there. I love Tyro, but maybe there's a second baseman out there who's just kind of a punch and Judy hitter, but a defensive whiz. I mean, if you can do that, um, you know, I think I'd rather see that than, than try to have a pitcher go out of his, uh, out of his comfort zone and say, let's, let's try to get the strikeout. Uh, I, 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 I prefer any, you know, an out any way you can get an out. Um, not necessarily like, well, Hey, we're going to go out there and we're going to pitch for the strikeout. Mm-hmm. Then go get a strikeout guy. That's I don't, I, it, I think it's hard to take a pitcher and say all of a sudden, like you said, yeah. I mean, Logan Webb went from 9.6 case per nine, 7.6 last year. He can go back up to nine, but I don't think that's going to be, you, you know, a jump enough to, to make, uh, you know, defensive errors not happen. Um, I think you have to address that first, but they're working with what they've got. And, and I, you know, I commend that, but I think there's a better way to do that. And that's, uh, and they tried to with Carlos Correa also. Um, and the giants have that in Casey Schmidt. Uh, I I'm a big Casey Schmidt fan. I, I w- would love to see him start on the roster this year with the giants. I know, I know it's not going to happen. I know he's going to be in triple a, but um, to have that defense that we didn't have last year, I would absolutely love to see that. I'm an old school guy. I did defense, stolen bases, um, sacrifice flies, sacrifice bunts. I like that stuff. I still love the way the game is played now. Um, but, but I'd like to see, I like to see defense. I'd like to see, uh, you know, runs gobbled up on the infield um, and, and not scored. So, well, we talked about this a little bit last week, but Casey Schmidt has only done more to 
improve his possibility. Now, like you said, he's probably not making it because they told us very early on that is VR's spot to lose. But man, another dinger today. Yeah. The only thing thing I'm not a, a giant fan of, but I was wondering your thoughts on this, which is the headband underneath the helmet. That's I'm okay with that. I like I like uh, I wear a headband when I work out. That's why I, I was I, asking because I know you yeah, rock yeah. the headband when when you work I out. I do because I got a flow. I got a flow, so I got to keep it, and I got to keep <laughs> the sweat from coming down. So I got those those stretchy headbands, you know. Yeah. Um, I like it, man. It's a cool style. I'm okay, okay with it. I, I would I'd like. like to I'm, see I'm open it to under it. the hat. You know, yeah. Not under the helmet, all, but also under the the hat. I want to see it sticking out. A little, you know, little pony in the back there with the with the rag i like that all right i'm open to it i just it's something that i'll have to get used to because you know i guess bryce harper does it right yeah 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 but he's got a flow yeah that's you know there's flows in there (laughs) (laughs) all right last thing i wanted to talk to you about so we mentioned well well, we should just bring it up again i mentioned the ronald guzman thing two-way player He's pr- he, he's learning the pitching piece, and that's where it looks like you know when he can throw ninety eight from the left side, that's where his future is. But imagine stashing somebody on the roster if he becomes roster valuable, right? To then have a left handed bat. Is he left handed bat? I know he throws left handed. I think he's left handed bat. Um, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen him hit yet this this spring yeah because i don't think he is hitting but uh just the idea to have like that slot of the two-way player is just always going to be interesting for the giants we know they drafted reggie crawford but you listen to uh some of the prognosticators they're like ah, don't mess with the hitting stuff like you know keep, keep him on the mound but just the, it's always going to be fun where you have that one guy who can do a bunch of different things and you're experimenting and testing and then unfortunately you know, the happy story is not so happy anymore because he got hurt and he's not, you know, we'll see what happens. I think he's out at least seven to 10 days. That's the same thing they said about Radon. So we'll see what happens here. But he was a nice, fun, one of those spring training stories that you just like to follow. It's a fun thing to follow for spring training. And then unfortunately he got hurt there. Yeah. And, and he's a huge dude. He's six five two thirty five. 235. Uh, that presence on the mound and the way he was throwing. I mean, the Giants... Uh, we were just talking about this. The Giants have struck out a lot of batters in the spring versus I think it was something with their starters was like 60 strikeouts to like eight walks or something like that. Um, you know, the first couple of games of spring, they walked a lot of batters, um, kind of turned that around, settled in. But a guy like Guzman throwing almost a hundred miles an hour out of the bullpen as a lefty is, you know, kind of a, a dream come true. Um, uh, Kapler's quote, I think yesterday was, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to say season ending injury, but it didn't look good. Yeah. You know, so the latest news, like you said, seven to 10 days are going to do an MRI. They're going to ch- kind of check it out a little bit more, but he didn't look, I mean, when you watch that highlight or low light, um, you know, he 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 didn't look comfortable when when he stepped off the mound and was kind of walking around behind the mound. So hopefully, hopefully, very hopefully, it's uh you know it's minor or something that can get him back in a couple months, uh, and we can get him into our bullpen and, and on the mound because that that is a really cool story. I mean, you you you're looking at Shohei, 
and you're starting to look at two-way players and then you're looking at guys who, you know, maybe maybe gives up the hitting side and becomes uh, solely a pitcher, but that that's baseball. That's baseball is if you can, you know, c- command a certain aspect of the game and, and then you can command another aspect of the game, you're a baseball player and yes, you know, we we've sorely missed that for a few years for sure. Yeah. Uh last thing before we get out of here, Elio Ramos got sent down and the quote was was very telling. It was like he's got to produce a triple A first. Yeah. And so that was a that that was something for him to just be like, man, that's what it's gonna take. I need to play well in triple A and I have a chance to come back up here. But it also tells you that if he has another year like last year, he's not really in their plans. And it's unfortunate because you know, we, we've been watching this guy for a little while now and you're like, ah, just, you know, he's such a fun dude. You know, he's such a, he, he looks like he, he has so much fun playing baseball and you want to root for him. And when he came up last year, we were super excited, even though we knew he was only up just to fill a spot for a little while. But I, I really hope he figures out, you know, they try to change his swing a little bit. I get that. Maybe some, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a struggle there. But, oh man, I just want to see this guy play well, and it's so sad that he, you know, he didn't impress anybody this this uh, this spring. It's out from what it sounds like, and hopefully he can grind and and figure it out because he's so talented. But man, it doesn't look good, and I, and I hate I hate to say that that it doesn't look good. Yeah, and and that's I mean we want to see him get off to like a fire start at least in AAA, because if he could have a good first month of the season, the Giants could use right-handed outfielders backing up, um, you know, Austin Slater. Uh, it, it's it, There's not a lot of depth in the outfield. And he could play all three positions in the outfield too. Um, but the the Giants really want him to earn that. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where they're pushing him so hard and they're riding him so hard. It's because they, they want to see him succeed. If they didn't, you know, if they kind of gave up on him, I don't think he'd be around right now. Yeah, uh, other Giants prospects would be getting a chance in AAA, and, and and he would have been traded. He would have been moved at this point. Um, trade value is not much right now, and that's the other thing too. Is if he could put together a first a good first half of the season, and the Giants are in contention, well, uh, you know, could he help out the Giants? Well, he could on the field in San Francisco, but he also could in the trade market. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, there's a lot, a lot of different ways you could look at that. Um, but, but right now Farhan's just kind of, uh, you know, his hands are tied with, with Elliot Ramos and, uh, would just love to see him just tear it up in AAA to, to start the season. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent. Uh, all right. So, uh, we're going to, that's it gonna, that's going to do it here for us. And next week you're going to be out. So I will, I will either have a a co-host or maybe an interview or something for this show i'm not sure if it'll be in the exact same time slot but we'll have something for sure uh and uh you know it, it'll be uh it'll, it'll be solid i'm sure so may, maybe not you know we can't can't re- replace brad or anything oh well i mean it's not that difficult <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get someone to to come hang out and talk giants baseball all right so uh, have fun at disneyland and we'll see you in a couple Will weeks do. 
Uh, again, if you're out in Arizona for spring training, holler. Let me know. I'd love to say hi. Uh, but for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. Hey, race fans. Justin Bell here, former racing champion and host of the new F1 podcast, Drive to Win, presented by Win Las Vegas. Join me on the show each week as you'll be swept behind the scenes for an immersive look at the culture, technology, drama, and glamour of Formula One. There's something for everyone, whether you're new to the sport or a lifelong F1 fan. So join us each week as we cover every twist and turn of the F1 season on the Drive to Win podcast. That's Win, spelled W-Y-N-N, presented by Win Las Vegas. Available now on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.